Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Why Are You Like This, a podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and today's guest is the premier twink of the land. They are a writer, comedian, and Sean Mendez historian. Please welcome to the mic, Reed Pope. Hello. Hello. Oh my gosh. A new Sean Mendez, I'd say new to the field of Sean Mendy history. Mm, uh, Sean Mendy. Uh, researcher yes actively pursuing new information as it comes out yes I wasn't sold on Sean and then something shifted in me I don't know two months ago I you know what it was I heard him jump the octave in his new song and it sounded healthy and good it's so good it actually is so good (laughs) (laughs) and I was like you know what I'm on board this this boy can sing and if you have the pipes and you prove it to me, I'll jump on board. That's all you need. That's all you need. No, it's a great song. Honestly, both Sean and Camila, I I know you broke up. You're releasing the best music of your career. So maybe this is helpful. Oh, the heartbreak. I mean, heartbreak. that would make sense. I, I, I am so worried about the cryptic notes apps, like tweets and stuff that the boy mm-hmm. is doing. It's almost like just like trying to come out a million times. And then I feel like actually Jess, my girlfriend said this, like, I feel like he might come out as just being really religious. Like, I think it might go the other way. Right. It's like just being me, a huge lover of God, which is like respect. But what is this about? (laughs) Right. It's like, when I think back to coming out, um, I'm like these stutter steps, they're the worst part, babes. Yeah. The worst part, and you just have been doing it for six or seven years. Purgatory. And, uh, purgatory. Purgatory. I, yeah, I, I, I love both the music that's coming out. I I saw Camila Cabello in the park. Um, oh my god. Like the day after the Met Gala. No way. Where she wore I don't, such a horrible dress. I don't remember, to be honest. It was like fun. The, the thing... You know what? Somebody made that dress good for you. You did not fit it to her body, which is, I don't know, just unacceptable. So it did not look great on her. And I was like, what happened? 
And then the next day I'm walking in the park and I walk by her and who I'm guessing is her mom. And she looked so sad that I didn't even feel like I could be like, hey, I love your new album. Oh my like, god! I was just like, oh. You're like, let her be in her feelings. It's like, who among us hasn't cried in Central Park? Right. Oh, celebrities are just like us. Just like us. <laughs> if you were to go to the Met Gala, yes. would you be on theme or not on theme? Mm, okay. I A couple years ago, I was like, I would show up shirtless in swim trunks and flip-flops. But now I'm like, mm, I think I would want to do the theme and just want to do it really well. Because people have already gone so overboard with the like flying in the face of the theme that like, it's almost just like being like everyone else if you do that, like trying to be quirky. Exactly. I'm like, why Why are we having a theme if people are just not doing it? Yeah. And if I, when I'm doing the Met Gala, I will either be the best or the worst, but I will make a choice. Exactly. You do have to, t- you do have to do something extreme. I think like just playing it safe. It's like, really, what's the point? You have every other red carpet in the world to wear something like the safe option. Um but I don't know. I It seems like such a stressful event to attend. Although I would want to do like the Emma Chamberlain thing where you're interviewing people. Mm. You're there asking them questions on the, you know, red carpet or stairs or whatever is whatever the situation's like there. It is the most stressful stairs, I think, that exist <laughs> in the country. Well, Jason Derulo famously <laughs> falling down. Jason. Jason, Jason Derulo. Remember when in all of the cats, like media of it all, they were like, by the way, here's old videos of Jason Derulo that just mysteriously appeared where he's like giving you musical theater full voice. And see, you know what? He he is the person that should have done the notes app about those coming out. Yes. I was, like, because that to me is like, it's like, okay, so you've been keeping something from us. I would have actually appreciated a little hint, some fits and starts of, of like, okay, Jason Derulo is going to drop the musical theater bomb now. But we were just, yeah. first of all, by the way, I loved him in that movie. I, he was great. He was so, I think he was the best part, maybe. I don't know yeah. if I should say that. Um, Who is my favorite? I mean, Taylor. I tweeted that Taylor looked hot as a cat and like the Swifties came for me. They, okay. This, as two Swifties and like we live in a post Taylor Swift doctor world. Yeah. Now, they comfort people they know love taylor swift like i did 11 hours of podcasting on taylor swift wow yeah insane but you don't have to come for me on a tweet i already like her she could still do goofy weird things that make us laugh exactly well as she said in her speech don't be afraid to embrace cringe which Do not be afraid to embrace cringe. Cheers to you, babes. Cheers. I was it was I was speechless in that moment. A, a sign of a good speech is where you're just like, where is this going? Where is this going? Where is this going? Where is this going? And then it ends. <laughs> As I am um, currently in training for a new restaurant, it's a lot of speeches of where is this going? Yeah. That don't end. And it's fascinating to sit there and just be like, huh. Yeah. okay when it rounds like the corner and we're going back through the same territory that's already been treaded like jess and i call them circle talkers and it's like we must somebody has to say something about people who speak 
in just endless circles. Like there will be meetings that I've attended, whether it be at the protein bar company I worked at, or just like at a comedy thing where I'm like, do you not hear that you're just saying the same thing over and over again? Like, is there a, I don't, I, it really gets me. It really gets me. Life is short. Life is short. Life is short and it gets me. And then I don't know how to uh, like, be like, hey, babe, you talk in circles without sounding rude but like you have to somebody has to tell you there's no kind way to do somebody if someone i I will commission commission i will hire someone to design something or a phrase or a device that can just signal to someone in a kind way like we've been over this and i I, yeah it it is one of the most insane things to me we just want to like turn on the red light for all people true yeah just give people everywhere yeah i get cut off all the time it's not offensive yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> Please <laughs> cut me off. Please just cut me into pieces. Cut me apart. I don't. <laughs> and put me back together with Stitches, a song by Sean. Uh, you know, I really get humiliated sometimes that I do writing and comedy. And then I think about those lyrics. Now that I'm without your. Is it now that I'm without your kisses? Oh, my God, I'm fake. I'll be needing. I'll stitches. be needing stitches. Right. But it starts yeah. with that. Yeah. I a millionaire, a bajillionaire off of those lyrics. And owning it. And owning it. And I think that's the key. As I watched Little Mix do their final performance, mm. um, and a lot of those songs are nonsense, <laughs> I said, wow, I love this. And I don't have to think that hard about words. Yeah. That is that is relief. Like, that, that might be, I mean, that might be the opposite of circle talking, where you're just, like, watching something, and you're like, I do not have to think that hard about words. I'm enjoying this for what it is. It doesn't matter. I mean, well, you know, songs famously designed to have the same words come back over and over again mm-hmm. and how come and why in songs is that good why in songs do i like that and then in conversations i don't <laughs> right you're like hmm, my character's already said this once but in a song that's called a chorus right redundant or music redundant or lyrics or chorus refrain okay now now this is postmodern. i'm just <laughs> i'm just like <laughs> Oh, so sorry. We are postmodern now. Um, <laughs> People tune in. They're like, oh, Jesus. They're like, no, I can't. This is not words. Um, my favorite thing when somebody's like tuned in for five seconds, uh, I was having a conversation about iced coffee mm. and they literally were like, how dare these two fags talk about iced coffee for an hour? And I was like, if you think that we can talk about ice, I mean, I can, but why, why do you gotta call me a fag? For the, but they just thought that because they tuned in at a random moment that that was the entire theme of the pod. It's the whole pod. Why are you like this iced coffee? I mean, honestly, fair. I, I, some podcasts really are pretty niche. Like, I feel like I hear advertisements now that are like, on on the Sarah Jessica Parker Jr. Network, we are presenting <laughs> a basketball player who hurt his ankle in the 50s talking to you about polka dots. Like, it's like so... It's, it is crazy. It's like... You want to know every celebrity that's ever taken a shit on the sidewalk? Tune into this podcast. And it's like, okay, I will. Weekly, yeah. Weekly. Absolutely. And they're getting paid $8 million for it. Yeah, it's like you can either do podcasting for free, like this beautiful show you might be listening to now, Shout or out. you can be a billionaire. Yeah. There's no in-between. There's no in-between, just like all great art. Exactly. That is this business. You are either nothing or you're everything. And even when you're everything, you feel like nothing. I'm just spitting out quotes right now. Truths, truths, just so many, so many truths coming around. I just had, I'm in the weirdest mood because I made like a, I made like a chickpea bowl that was for two people, but I ate all of it. So now I just feel like so 
full of I guess plant-based protein and rice. Yeah, it was like just plant, just plant protein <laughs> roiding plant- out. <laughs> Ro- roiding out. Absolutely fucking jacked. <laughs> Y'all can't see, but uh, Reed is just muscles everywhere. It's like the Hulk. All over. It's the Hulk, but it's just like a, like a bunch of chickpeas coming out of me in all areas of my body. Speaking of the Hulk, I have just seen the She-Hulk poster. I thought that was... A joke is it real it has to be a joke no it's real oh it's really a thing that's really a thing she hulk was announced and then the poster looks like you're in like high school media arts class hell yeah you all share the same laptop mm-hmm. it's a trial of photoshop and your prompt was She-Hulk. Like, it does That's incredible. I mean, someone was, again, someone was paid a bajillion a dollars for that. I saw the one on, oh, you know what? I thought it was a joke. I saw the one on Twitter that was, like, She-Rek. Like, Shrek, mm. but She. Which I guess would just be Fiona. So, which, maybe think about that. But Shrek, too. She-Hulk, they better, they better do, there's a She-Hulk in the closet, you know? Oh. Actually, yeah, she better be a lesbian. If she's not. That's fucked. I got not to say you can't be a She-Hulk and no, I'm gonna say you can't be She-Hulk and be straight. I'm, That's boring. If there's something inherently queer about being a She-Hulk. Yeah. I think that yeah, I, I mm-hmm. honey, we already have She-Hulks. Actually, straight straight She-Hulks. Okay, I'm redoing the bit. Cut this out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> really, I hate this part. Honey, you, you wanna you want She-Hulk? Just go to CrossFit. That's where I go every day to become a truck, like Reed Pope famously once said. It's for people who want to be trucks. That is trans. I I mean, yeah, I think She-Hulk is just like a specific type of trans. Even if you're staying F to F, like you're staying F to F Hulk, which is like a different, you're, like you're transitioning. Branches. Yeah. All the branches. Okay, I got to look into this She-Hulk thing. It might be my new, it might be the new thing I tweet about for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Good old postmodern right here. <laughs> There's a She-Hulk in the closet. They have to use it, right? They have to. There's a She-Hulk doing CrossFit. Let her out so she can, I don't know, live her life. Live her life. Yeah. There you go. Lyricist. Lyricist first. Yeah, lyricist first. Um, Speaking of lyricist first in this non-coherent episode (laughs) we're currently enjoying, um, our sweet friend, Sarah Bareilles, I think she's going to full-time broadway it for a while she better i mean here's the thing it's like she i as someone who has read her book i guess the first one i'm I'm pretty sure there's two and i've only read the first one she was a musical theater kid at at first and foremost at heart always and she wrote waitress and starred in it and i then i and everybody's like if you listen to her songs they sound like musical theater but they also pretended to be shocked this week on the internet when she sounded amazing and into the woods. And I'm like, some of us have been here. Some of us knew this and I I just, I'm tired of it. I'm not allowed to like Sarah Bareilles. I'm not allowed to, I'm not allowed to like Sarah Bareilles. And now everybody is losing their minds over her. I'm annoyed. Thank you. Thank you. I had the same feeling when people were like tweeting on the internet and they're like, I love her transition to funny musical theater girl. And I was like, She's what the thin. fuck transition are we talking exactly. about? Exactly. She's, she's the literally... only cis person in the world. She's not transitioning. <laughs> she's not anything. transitioning. She has been born musical theater and just, and will stay and will die musical theater. Her book, incredible. Couple things I always remember. Mm-hmm. 
gravity is not at the top of her range. She just throws her head back and makes it look dramatic. Yes. Theater! Uh, That's theater! Sorry. Theater! broke the entire mic. (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) Uh, She famously made her dad bring her keyboard to, like, Italy because she was sad. She was so sad in Italy. She was... That I do remember. And then she was... Her first Broadway audition was for the Into the Woods in the Park that starred Jesse Mueller as Cinderella. And she was in for Cinderella. And then she didn't get it. And then that's how she met Jesse. Like, do your research. I know. People, it's like, they think that they're musical theater historians, but then they're they're not doing the fringe research on the people that have auditioned for Into the Woods met Jesse Mueller, written an entire musical starring Jesse Mueller, and then now are sounding incredible at City Center. It really makes me mad. And I know, I know that this isn't going to last. I know that the next thing that they're going to cast her in, people are going to freaking forget City Center. They're going to freaking mm-hmm. forget this week on the internet when everybody was dying for her. And they're going to be like, really? Sarah Bareilles? Oh my God. Chuggy, basic bitch ass. And it's like, can you sing like that? Name another person with that amount of emotion. Why are we why are we pretending that her singing well is shocking? It really bothers me. Even even Brave, I'm sorry, even Brave, which is a meme and people can make fun of, that's fine. Even though that's incredible the lyrics are incredible and they just use it in too many like commercials and it became a, a problem. Yeah. But even in Brave, she sounds so good. I And that is at the top of her range. That she's is right with Jack Antonoff. That is. I yeah, it really bothers me. It really bothers me. It, dro- it drove me crazy. And I knew that you were the one. It really, it made me, n- I, I don't even remember if I tweeted about it because I was actually just paralyzed with uh, anger. I, I, I'm i letting myself get gaslit by Twitter way too often. I mean, yeah, I need to log off. Don't we yeah. all? Get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it got me actually physically angry. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't know these people. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's a general societal thing. I could feel it in the air before I even read it on Twitter. I knew people... Every time. It's like they underestimate Sarah Burles and then they're like, wow, incredible. And then two weeks later, history is forgotten. It's like how they also, from that production, Julie Lester, who we know yes. is incredible from High School Musical, the musical series. Everyone was like, who is this person? And I was like... Maybe do your research. If you are... I'm sorry. I Look, I don't like doing research. I don't like doing anything. But there are just some things that if you're going to claim that you're a fan of the general idea of musical theater or of like, I don't know, the current cultural zeitgeist surrounding like theatrical musical things, which basically is the same thing I just said. You are in grad school. I, <laughs> I'm, on summer, I'm actually on summer break. So that's why my brain is a spongy sponge. Uh, I just do your research. Yeah. Although, yeah. Uh, I want to go see it. She was so good in high school musical, the musical, the series when she sang home, I mean, that was, forget the two gay boys singing The Climb, which also made me cry. But that which made me cry. But that was the steal, scene-stealing moment when she sang Home. Absolutely. Hands down. And also when she sang Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel during the um, holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> In a rock version. And also that, yeah. it was also it was, like a, it was like a rock version, like an up-tempo version. Oh, so good. Um, anyway. Did you watch the Spring Awakening documentary? <laughs> I did. How'd that make you feel? Well, I didn't realize how big of a Spring Awakening fan my girlfriend actually was. And she was mm. singing every word. She is so horny for Jonathan Groff. It's crazy. And was like sobbing and being horny for him. So that was sort of my experience was just being shocked that I, I thought I knew my girlfriend of two years so well. And I had no idea the level that she was just, just the intensity that 
spring awakening she holds seems, she seems her. from the internet i've never met your girlfriend <laughs> um she seems to be a when she's a fan she's a real fan oh yeah i mean that stems from her and i don't want to give her history for her but i will uh <laughs> was one of the biggest one direction fans in a way that was i, I doctors have said unhealthy mm. like every every part and this is like at age 16 or something the whole room covered in posters of the boys flying to different cities to go see them in concert uh met Niall Horan on the street and blacked out and almost passed out because she was so excited. Um, took me in Boulder, Colorado to go visit the spot where, where she met him, the spot on the sidewalk, as if it was that's a right. landmark of Boulder. <laughs> um, yeah. So I do feel that's where it all started. Um, and you know, it's, it's toned down a little bit, but yeah, you know, it's she, nice to like things. She commits to the bit. We love a commitment. Yeah, I like the documentary a lot. I had no idea. It's just interesting to watch as like a full grown human because as it was happening, I wasn't really understanding that they were sure. my age, Dread. essentially. Yeah. Essentially. And so like when Jonathan Groff is explaining how him coming out was like awkward and strange at 19 and I'm watching it being like, from the outside, I was just seeing videos on like broadwayworld.com and I was yeah. like, this person is gay. I don't know why they're not out. And then watching this documentary, I was like, well, I was doing the same thing right. at 19, <laughs> but I wasn't on Broadway. So, okay, I'm sorry, Jonathan, for being rude about you in 2010. It, it's really interesting to think about that like gay anxiety because he was like, oh, I thought also if I came out, like aside from his personal stuff, like people wouldn't believe that I could play the role convincingly or people wouldn't believe the role. Um, and yeah, that it, it's just, it's interesting that he felt that way. But also, yeah, I think about, I mean, I, I don't know when I even like knew I was gay, Lord knows what, even what type of gay, but I remember watching Glee and being so obsessed it with- felt like Kurt. Yeah, with Kurt and Blaine being so obsessed. And, but then being, it made me so anxious to watch with other people. And I feel like, mm-hmm. was that a product of the time or was that a product, was that a combo of like my own anxiety around people knowing? Like, I really do think that Glee was more groundbreaking in, than people, Yeah, at least than I remember. Like, I have like short-term memory when it comes to that stuff. I was like, yeah, everybody was gay always. It's like, no. No, we just, we saturate our worlds with queer people. That's true. Which is great. And like sometimes, hap- sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. But it is interesting when when I take a step out or when you think about, yeah, because I'm thinking about it now where I'm like, okay, yeah, I did get a little more like masky when something gay was, and I was like fully doing musical theater. My best friend's been out since we were children, but I would definitely put on a, a Heidi quality yeah. when something gay was like on TV or you know what we were reading and yeah it's it's just funny to think about that because it's it seems so far away <laughs> it really does it's it's yeah I was gonna say that's why TikTok I like it really is hard for me because I get so jealous of these kids I like see them being so gay and I'm like that could have been me <laughs> yeah oh yeah I get I get jealousy from it all of the time well now it's it's circling back around to the like i don't need to put a label on anything vibes right and i don't think that's good either um no i can't tell you what is good in this world nothing 
I'll tell you. No, but nothing at all. I agree. It's like, yeah, I, I just get this weird, like, like, it's not nostalgia. It's not grief, and it's not like jealousy. It's like a like a tangled ball of all of it when I look at them. And obviously, I'm happy for these kids. But I'm just like, God, if I had the vocabulary and just like was able to better understand myself at that age, that would have been would have been nice but that's okay <laughs> that's okay um no i yeah. agree i th- i think about it all the time as as more queer things are being made at a very slow 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 pace um <laughs> but they are being made i think about everything that i did to grow up and be an actor and how it was all per- like to appear more masculine and to appear more straight and to appear like all this shit and like it would have been lovely to skip some of that. Um, For sure. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Uh, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? At the end of the day, who cares? At the end of the day, who cares? Like, whatever. <laughs> Diana the musical happened. Who cares? I really wish I saw that in person. I really, really wish Read. I did. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. It's the most fun I've had in the theater. I w- it's not good. Yeah. I'm not going to. Oh, no, no, no. It. The performers were performing at such a high level. Thank God that you can't you can't take that away from them. Like I can't. I, I left the show being like, this is the hardest working group of people on Broadway I think I've ever seen in my life. I mean, if you if you're up there, <laughs> do you might as well do it. You might as well. I would be even. Oh God, I wish I saw it. I'd be in the back with like my double triple Chardonnay and a sippy cup, just being like, mm. yes, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could do that at shows. I mean, I know there are like some shows you can scream things. I hate it when other people do it, but I always want to. I saw six and I really wanted to just just go off, out. cheer those gals on. I six six is kind of like that though. Six. There is more room for that. Yeah, for sure. Yes. It is it is interesting though, like because it's not consistent mm-hmm. when you go to Broadway, you're like, what what is the etiquette for this show compared to this show? And you don't really know until the end. And then you're like, I missed it. For sure. And like, I think that in six, because they're immediately like, what's that New York City? And they break the fourth wall. Then people are like, woo, they like take their tops off. But mm-hmm. but then there's like moments in the middle where you're supposed to feel genuinely like bad for the one that sings the ballad, like mm-hmm. the one that like he actually loved or whatever. And you're like, you, you can't, you can't try to just conjure this emotion out of nowhere. Like you've just been like, da, 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 six wives, New York, like come <laughs> sing and yell and dance with us. And then you're like, trying to really i don't know conjure a certain amount of emotion that i just didn't think really worked but that's my review i'm ben brantley and thank you <laughs> this has been great thank you so much for coming on to the podcast ben brantley i've really appreciated your thoughts and feelings my about god Peter. of course um kind of a hack question but one i've been thinking about all day hit me with it mary fuck kill okay sarah Bareilles. oh god Olivia Rodrigo. Okay. Taylor Swift. Uh, oh my god. I know, hard. I just had a heart attack. Okay, Mary fuck kill. I would marry Sarah Bareilles so I could hear her sing. And also I think she's very funny. And I would just like to spend the most amount of time with her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh god. I don't want to say fuck Olivia Rodrigo. She's a child. I know. I was like, and also, I don't actually know if that's true. I I would be curious to fuck Taylor, just to just out of curiosity. And then honestly, 
kill Olivia Rodrigo just to put her out of her misery and have her come back as like a freer person who's like less media trained and less like deer in headlights. I hope that she'll break out of that without me having to kill her. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, it is really, it stresses me out. I'm happy she spoke up on the abortion thing recently because I feel like that like was like her breaking out of her like terrified media trained shell. But I don't know. Yeah, that's my answer. What about you? That's a good, those are, that's a good round. Um, Huh. I think I'd marry Taylor. Okay. I think I would fuck Sarah Bareilles. Hell yeah. And I would kill Olivia, which feels horrible. I know. I think it's, it can be a I metaphorical kill. I, yeah. I, I just think like, yeah. Oh my God. The thing that got me with Olivia, and, and this is more about me being a 30 year old man and not anything about Olivia Rodrigo. Um, but watching her special on Disney mm-hmm. and having her like, they had like, this is the time where she's being thoughtful and she's just like sitting on a car with a friend being like, I don't know. The thing about love that's the scariest is like <laughs> letting it go. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I've like, I've already found too much meaning in your lyrics as an 18 year old. And now you're talking like an 18 year old. And I just, I can't. Well, I'm as out. Jojo Siwa said in her caption, when she got back together with her girlfriend, if you love someone, let them go dot 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 but if they come back or whatever it said did you know betty who was at jojo jojo siwa's birthday no but that makes sense and i it love makes that sense to me, right wait uh i want to meet jojo siwa so bad i really do i think that is a good segue oh into the question of the podcast read yes if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why are you like this? Why am I like this? <laughs> I, to be honest, I should have listened to what I said last time. I, I don't remember what I said. So if I repeat myself, mm. but why am I like this? Why am I like this about Jojo Siwa? I did hip hop dance when I was little. I was really bad at it. But I got to perform at the halftime of the Stanford women's basketball game, which is also probably why I'm like this. Um, <laughs> said something seems nice here. We did that song that was like, pump, pump, pump it up. You know that song? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, and there's a video of it somewhere where I am just kickball changing or whatever. Um, step ball changing? <laughs> what is There is a kickball change and a step ball change. Okay, you, prob- can do, you can ball change I, however you want. I probably yeah. was doing both. See, I got to learn this. I got to learn this before I meet JoJo because I can't humiliate myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's why I watch things like JoJo's or Siwa's Dance Pop Revolution and, and, honestly when i went to the heim concert the other night too it's like i see these girlies perform and i'm like oh my god i wish that was me that could could have been me if i actually worked hard maybe um but also i'm not at all um and they're also good and heim is so hot and that i'm now heim is very hot as like a full (laughs) entity of sisters they they came out on stage and i like forgot anyway i'm i'm going off the rails but okay why am i like this i did hip-hop as a kid i did musical theater as a kid uh, I and Heim is hot and Heim is hot I went to camp and I feel that camp it wasn't Jewish camp but um I just it can't there's performance embedded into every camp every overnight camp no matter if it's like a theater camp an adventure camp a you know arts and crafts like there is performance there are both real performance opportunities and also everybody's kind of like performing this like I'm at camp I'm a different person at camp. Yeah. Oh, that was so real. Yeah. Wait, did you go to camp or have any camp experiences? Sorry, I do no. have camp experiences. No, we can talk about camp. I love camp. Uh, <laughs> I went to theater camp my last two years of high school. Hell yeah. And I went with, the, from my high school, my child best childhood best friend Trevor and I went to this camp and got to meet other high schoolers in the area who did theater. And it was like the first time that we like, did that and I remember coming back to my way too intense theater program in public high school and people being like and, and I'm sure we were being kind of assholes but they're like you guys are being really weird with like your new theater friends like <gasps> you guys are like think you're better than us oh my god and I'm sure I was doing something to make them feel that way but like it wasn't the intention I was just excited to meet new theater people and to be like I I thought of myself as a theater professional way too early in life. And so when I went to this camp, I was like, this is a step forward. Um, when really it was just us in the middle of Oregon sleeping in teepees, making a show in 10 days that had like paper masks. That's, that is a step forward. That is a step. Yeah. That is working on your career for sure. No, I definitely felt weirdly kind. I, I never 
thought I was actually going to do the performing arts as a profession. But in when I would do the musicals and like look out on the crowd of adults who have come to see like the musicals at school, I was like, this is a job. This is moving me like I am moving forward in life by doing this. And I have to absolutely nail this to get future success in whatever I do. Like I, there was that like weird feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, which, absolutely. You know, to hear myself say that out loud uh, is quite nightmarish, but you know. <laughs> when you think back to it, you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, I was just, this is it. Even my audition for this camp, I took way too seriously. As you should, I took high school auditions, I took so seriously. So Months seriously. of preparing for my little, like, cut of, like, 1832 bar, whatever. I love an 18 bar. <laughs> I don't know. We had really, really short auditions because they already knew who was going to be what. Like, they already had selected it. It was just all, yeah, a charade. Yeah. So, Reed, you are a writer and a comedian mm-hmm. and doing some incredible stuff, I think. Thanks. And I want to know how you feel about writing right now. Um, uh, okay. Uh, I'm like, I was about to be like, you know, it changes day to day. It doesn't. I never feel good about it. Um. I, well, I do a bunch of different, uh, okay, I do like fun comedy writing in my little newsletter that goes out to like nobody and I don't edit it and it's truly stream of consciousness. And most weeks, because I've been doing, I've, I've done like 80, 85 of them uh, once once a week. It is like a muscle that I have just worked out enough that I am like, okay, I actually don't even feel any way about this. I just kind of do it. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's neutral to good. Okay. Um, playwriting. I finished my first semester of uh, MFA, and I looked this year. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And I, yes. but I looked at all my drafts, and I was like, they're just they're like half finished. I got very lucky that the first couple of plays I wrote before school, they kind of came out fully formed. Uh, or like it only took one or two rewrites, and then we brought them to workshop and develop them with actors but these new things I'm working on uh, my professor was like you're gonna they're gonna take longer because they're like more complicated <laughs> like they're not like yeah. baby plays um it so yeah I just I don't have a rewriting like practice or whatever so I'm just not used to it and then I just stare at the page and I'm like oh god how do I even like begin to access this 90 page document and try to like start over basically um but yeah, that's my answer. I'm feeling, yeah. I'm not really uh, going to touch my drafts for a while this summer. I'm going to try to just do stand up and write new jokes, which are, you know, easier because they're like two sentences that you can just workshop as opposed to like 90 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I don't know. Yeah. That's great. I think that's lovely. We'll see. I need I- a sample that I'm not humiliated to show to people, but that that's a long, longer term goal. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you have drafts, which are better than just having an idea in your head. I hope so. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 For sure. Um, yeah. And there are little parts of the drafts that I like. I just need to just, yeah, get myself. It's really hard to get myself to sit down and do anything these days. <laughs> I don't think that's, uh, I don't think you're alone in that. Um, <laughs> I'm the only person that has ever felt any of these things. You're right. You know what, Reed? I am so sorry. I did not mean to change your story. I did not mean to put words in your mouth. I am the um, world's first writer. I am the world's first gay person to ever go to NYU. I'm the world's mm-hmm. first gay person. I saw that. 
Oh yeah, Taylor congratulated person. me on that person. <laughs> Question yeah. mark? Alien. Um, Every once in a while, I'll I'll tweet something so stupid that's like first gay to like have a laptop or something. Yeah, and no response and i think i'm hilarious about it i'll be like oh, first per- first gay person to use lotion and everyone's like that's just nonsense babe it's, it's a classic nothing. joke structure people need to appreciate that yeah <laughs> <laughs> those are my drafts those are the drafts i put out in the world oh uh, yeah the only thing i have in my drafts right now is this is a story about a girl named fucky <laughs> I liked that one. I thought that I thought that had legs. I felt yeah. I tweeted a picture of the draft and was basically like, "Should I tweet this or whatever?" And now I'm like, "So do I? Can I actually? Does it, can I tweet it and will it get likes again or do I? Oh God, I'm I'm addicted to the serotonin, baby. I know. Even just one like. Sometimes all it takes. Sometimes it's just one. You just need to be heard. Yeah. And it's weird because I don't really give a shit about what happens on my Instagram. Oh yeah, kind of same. Like I'm like oh yeah whatever because it's because Twitter it's it's words it's words and I am you know I'm all about the words all <laughs> about the words and the craft and that's why we like Doctor Taylor Swift oh God what did what did she say literary chameleons <laughs> everyone is a literary chameleon I was like yes <laughs> yes Taylor. yes. First gay person. Do you think she's actually gay? I think so because I've read yeah. so many. I like don't think so. When I when I listen to a speech like that, I'm like, no way in hell, no way in hell. <laughs> but then, but then I go on Tumblr and Twitter and I read all these like Diana Agron, Taylor theories, and these Carly things. I mean, there's literally a video of her kissing Carly. So like, go on. I mean, I know that doesn't mean gay. Just because there's a video of you being gay doesn't mean that you're gay. But it's a weird world we live in. It's weird. That's true. Yeah. It's weird. But uh didn't used to be that way. It didn't used to be it used to be caught mm-hmm. on camera yeah. gay, stamped gay for life. Now it's you know, now that's just TikTok. Uh, oh my god. I but I do think she is just because at at some point and at at first I was like, okay, like you said, my whole life is gay people, so of course I'm gonna hear a million rumors that people are gay. But if you start to hear them enough from different sources. And it's like beyond your circle, which the Taylor thing deeply, deeply is. I'm like, it has to be. It has to be somewhere. Right? Yeah. And like, and I'm not saying you have to, as I just recently said, stop getting rid of like, I don't need labels, but like, (laughs) you could tell us that you like dated a girl. That's what, that's all I'm asking is like, just confirm the rumors. Like, but she'll never do it. She can't. Her fan base is too. I mean, she hasn't even talked about abortion. People are furious. Um, wild. I think for me, the reason I think she's gay, and maybe this is dumb, but I think there is like a queerness to a person. If you're so awkward, like if you're giving girl from like Elsie Fisher in eighth grade, but in a in a thirty year old woman's body or whatever, however old Taylor is, like yeah. you're gay. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> that is something inside of you, like like begging to come out. Like it is like right? that weird awkward dance feeling that you have in your body is actually just like the gay in you like pounding against the walls of your ribcage being like, please God free me and stop. Like, I don't know. It, it, me out. It's yeah. To me, that's like, yeah. And now Elsie El- Fisher, a queer person. So queer. I'm just I saying. went to the Casey Musgraves concert, which had famous, Queer people, Muna and oh, uh, King Princess open. Hot. And it was like me and my other gay male 
friend Luke off in the back so we're just with all lesbians and, hell yes um, yeah the, the gay men got the tickets in the front <laughs> and the lesbians are in the back like yeah fuck we should have got tickets for this earlier like, i literally went with all gay men to the casey musgrams concert and they're like okay bye and they go and they're like actually seeing the concert luke and i are so far off to the side that i didn't know what the stage looked like until i looked at other people's instagrams after i was like oh that makes sense um but King Princess at one point yells if there's any fucking queer people here. And Luke and I both intrinsically like didn't yell anything because <laughs> we're like, this does not apply to us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there are definitely like when I was at the King Princess concert with my my straight friend wanted to go. I don't know why. And she is like straight. No, she is straight. But she and I were like by far some of the we were 23 and we were like the oldest queer people there. Like we were the oldest lesbians there and, or like lesbians. So I call us lesbians, even though she's straight, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're there, it's King princess concert. When you're there, you're lesbians. Everyone's um, a lesbian. <laughs> everyone across the board. But I was like, Oh, I'm not like everyone around me just because they were like, yes, these TikTok children that have been gay forever. And they're just like baby lesbians. And I'm, if someone was like, make some noise if you're a lesbian i don't think i would have said anything in that moment which is more complicated blah, blah, blah. but um, <laughs> i'm everything and nothing baby but i love yeah. labels i'm gonna claim unlike them i'm gonna claim every label just line them all up they're all me they're all me i could claim everything um yeah. but no I yeah I, I get that it's like make some noise if you're queer just like not not today i was like huh <laughs> i don't think that's and of course everyone around me was like Wah. yeah and they look at you and they're like, oh, okay, I guess we're with a couple of straights over here. And they're like, weird. I thought the short one was a lesbian. I don't know about the tall one, but huh. Um, That's so funny. That happened. And then at the at the Lord concert, there's a woman behind me who full body heavy crying to oh. liability was oh. happening. And my friend grabbed me and like it was three of us, like put her arms around us and was like, I cannot stop laughing because this person is sobbing. We have to pretend like we're crying. Oh my God. So we all just like huddled in together and just kind of like shook our bodies. It's a thin line. (laughs) Wait, that's that's kind of beautiful. It was gorgeous, really. That's so funny. Oh yeah, I know. I wish I saw Lord. So many concerts. Concerts, I know. It's like all these shows that I bought tickets to when I was in my 20s are now happening. And I'm like, why did I do that? (laughs) Right. I I know you do like you do buy them so far in advance. And then the night comes and you're like, do I really want to be doing this right now? What is going on? Where am I? I guess this is New York. I don't know. (laughs) Welcome to New York. God, she's she's so gay. So gay. Not to be a, a bitch, though, but if she came out, she'd be a boring gay. Like it wouldn't be like. Yeah. Or she, yeah. No, you're right. Because if she came out, it would be like I'm married. You know? Like right. I want this is what I want. We don't have enough like messy mainstream queer dating going on. We have a lot of like this is my partner of 7 years and like now totally. we're coming out. You're so like, right. No. I want the same hectic nonsense that was happening when Taylor was dating boys to happen for someone who is queer. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and the songs were like, oh, this song is about this person. Although I know people do that with King Princess songs. They're like, this song is about this person, and this song is about this person. And like, here's the crossover. This is the TikToks that come up on my feed. Here's the crossover mm. of when King Princess was dating this person and this person at the same time. Like, allegedly this. And I'm like, wrapped. I'm like, taking notes. 
<laughs> like I am a detective. Well, I'm writing a. I'm trying to write this like play about a king princess type character or like a like a lesbian rock star type character, and so I am trying to be like, all right, what's this? All, let's dive in. What's this all about? I've been... Are you just writing a play about Shane from the L Word? <laughs> oh God, so hot. That really, so hot. That really like. Oof, that was formative. It changed things for me. I was like, I am gay. And then I saw the L word and I was like, why do I want this person to (laughs) top me to death? I mean, the outfits were unreal. Also, she has not aged a bit. Not that aging is bad, but she really looks identical. And it was the voice, obviously, but like, God, I do wish sometimes I, I used to watch like all those videos of like when after Ellen was still a thing and it was like L word people and like Kate McKinnon before Kate was on SNL when she was on Big Gay Sketch Show and all these like just these lesbians who filmed themselves on literally a potato it was the worst quality thing ever just like interviewing each other I used to watch those videos and be like I wish I was like an adult lesbian during that time yeah because like going on cruises yeah a lesbian cruise it was like the era of like the Rosie O'Donnell show and like after Ellen and lesbian cruises. And like, I know that a lot of that time was like not great, but it seems so fun. Like now it honestly seems like, um, what's it called? Uh, like it's, we're in like digital and post-digital lesbian age, but that was like analog. That was analog lesbianism. That was like, you know what I mean? Like the outfits, they just looked like they were sewn by hand and like everything was just ugly and simple. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and now artisanal and analog. Exactly. And now things are pretty too too shiny too, and too, too shiny. complicated. Okay. <laughs> Might you have to go and be so complicated? Oh. Hey, uh, there you go. Not a lesbian. Shocking. Shocking. Love There's the Lord. Has to definitely have dabbled. Oh, loves the Lord. Uh, yeah, hard. Dabbled in the mind, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> dabbled in the mind, a new musical. Uh, <laughs> well, Reed, we have reached that point in the podcast where I ask all of my guests, "Do you have any questions for me?" Oh my god. Um. E- so, are you still friends with the person in high school who was also gay? Yeah. Yeah. That's so sweet. He uh, has. So we lived together in New York for a little bit. He moved home. He just finished school. He's a special education educator. Oh, amazing. Um, but yeah, we've been friends since we were 12. We met doing a like, I wouldn't say this is camp culture, but because it was like at the high school, there was like, go to the high school and like do art stuff before you're in high school. Yeah, yeah. And we made a music video to the hit song Beverly Hills by Weezer. Oh my god, that's incredible. And when you said music video, I just like, that's why I am this way. Yeah. My neighbor Kayla and I made maybe four music videos a week. And like deeply stop motion animation, like moving our bodies, like spending hours on these things. That's why we're oh, this way. Oh yes. my god, you just unlock something that is, wow. Yeah. Hours of stop motion. Hours and hours of stop motion. And yeah, we made that video we realized that our birthdays were near each other we're four days apart and we went home to our separate parents and we were like i made a best friend Aww. and we are having a birthday party together and we've been friends ever since oh my god wait what's your sign i'm a leo okay 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 yeah 
I'm a Leo sun, I'm a Scorpio moon, and I'm a Sagittarius rising. So I am a murderer. Wow. I'm also Scorpio moon. Mm, that makes sense. I, I read like a, a, vibe. a tweet today. <laughs> yeah, we do. I read a yeah. tweet today. It was a Marsha Belsey's tweet that was like something about Ryan Murphy being a triple Scorpio and how it makes so much sense. How, okay. Before we even even go, how do you feel about these rumors like Leah's coming back? I, I can't be true, right? First of all, it's a cursed show, so whoever's bringing it back has a literal death wish. Like, yeah. there's no, like, there's... Too, much, too many people have died. Too many people, too many have, people died. have died. Like, the trauma that, like, I thought that that wound had almost all the way healed, and you're just gonna, what, rip it back open? And, like, I don't know. I also thought that Leah's announcement that she was gonna make was gonna be that she was on, gonna be on Broadway, and now she's just doing, like, City Winery or something. Like so fucking bleak. I, I'm so bleak. <laughs> <laughs> I truly thought she was coming back to Broadway too. I also loved when she was like, warming up is when you get your vocal cords ready to go. And then she's like, oh, like, are you kidding me? I was like, okay, that was an audition. That was an on-camera audition. You know how many takes that probably, oh God. I did have a moment where it's like, stars, they're just like us because like she's walking around doing that. Jonathan Groff is literally quote unquote warming up to a recording of himself on the Spring Awakening album and full sobbing. He was really, I actually do worry a little bit. The amount of tears that came out of those literal eyelids and tear ducts during that, I, someone should, he, I, he said he was in therapy and I was like, thank God. Like he slipped it in and I was like, this is good. Cause I am worried. And yeah, she really, I want her to, I feel that she is like, sunken a little bit into herself mm -hmm. and is like autopiloting i don't know i think she's very talented no she's as my girlfriend and i say with leah michelle you have to separate the art from the artist because at the end of the day she is the fucking best she's incredible oh, wait i'm gonna pull up a quote i literally took here are quotes from jess during watch watching this these are the only things i have in my notes at sorry <laughs> jess said Say what you want to say, but she's the best vocalist alive. Like under her breath, when, she, <laughs> when, when Leah like, Michelle was singing, just like like to nobody. And then someone like ran up and straddled Jonathan Groff, and just just goes, "Yeah, I want to do that to him like that." <laughs> and then, uh, and then during "Totally Fucked," Jeff goes, "Fuck the Beatles, fuck the Rolling Stones. This is a fucking rock concert." <laughs> you don't understand. My girlfriend's like a very quiet person in real life, so hearing this stuff come out of her, I was just like, "What the hell?" Jess might be the voice of her generation. She really is. Like, she has some... Yeah. Today, she just retweeted the news that um, Saoirse is going to be in the Barbie movie and just goes, lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> just wrote lowercase, <laughs> lesbian. <laughs> and sent me. Uh, but yeah. no, Leah Michelle, she's, one, she's the best vocalist alive. Say what you want to say. And let the words fall out. Honestly, I want to see you be brave. I want to see you be brave and tell me that you like Leah Michelle's voice. Yeah. Anyone who listens to this, be brave. Leave tell a comment, leave a review. Yes. And <laughs> tell me whether love. you're able to separate the art from the artist. Or if you're a fucking idiot and don't see talent for what it is. And don't, as Sarah Bareilles too, comment mm -hmm. below if you've been on the train the whole time and don't lie because I'll know. Reed will know. I'll know. And Reed's on, summer <laughs> Reed's on summer vacation. They got time. I got time. I'll be scrolling through yeah. all of the comments and reviews. Oh uh, my gosh. It's always a joy to giggle with you, Reed. Do you have anything you would like the children to look for, 
find you somewhere? Would you like them to leave you alone? Oh, please never leave me alone. I, <laughs> such a, I'm an absolute <laughs> slut whore for attention. Um, I, I have a substack, readpope.substack.com. Please subscribe. And if you can, even like $1 suggest a donation for it, that would be sick because uh, I do it every week. And yeah. Um, oh my God, at the Heim concert, there was someone that read my substack that was seated next to me. I felt so famous. Um, some something <laughs> something something was happening something was going something was going on not straight uh-huh. uh it was zach it was your friend it was <laughs> lesbian um <laughs> uh and yeah i'm on social media if you just google read pope you will find my socials and yeah thanks Love for having that. me thank you and thank you all for listening to us ramble I had a blast. I hope you did too. Until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.